1: Huddle up on three! One, two, three, huddle up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen.
0: Russian three, drop an eight. And with Louis Angelole, stabs up. Now loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson.
1: Fans on their feet. Rally towels are being waved.
0: Brad Lynch stretches, the 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Eller for the draw! And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions.
1: And now, welcome
0: everyone to the
1: Huddle Up Podcast.
0: We're not going to be fucking sung this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. Happy New Year. It is the first show of 2021, Tuesday night, January the 5th. We are glad that you are joining us. If you are here with us, welcome back. Welcome for the first time. If it is your first time checking out the show, uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you give it a like and a share if you're watching us live. Subscribe to us uh, on uh, all of our uh, podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh spotify amazon music uh, and more make sure you're subscribed on youtube follow us on social media huddle up pod on instagram huddle up podcast on facebook and on twitter uh we'll get uh we have sean in here with us sean happy new year brother
1: happy new year it's a, it's a big one hockey's coming That's, yeah I'm, I'm excited football's over for me which, uh, it is over for me respect, as well and uh <laughs> You know, we're looking forward. We got uh we got baseball coming. We got we got hockey Sixers on the way. Sixers look great. LaSalle's playing basketball. There you go. We got a lot going on.
0: Sixers look like one of the better teams in the NBA Sixers, so far Sixers this year. They look for real. They, they've
1: looked for real before, so we're we're not going to count They're looking uh, real.
0: Uh, but they've never had me as a fan before. So, and given my track record with sports teams, that's You should probably get off the ship. I should yeah. probably I should probably just leave now cuz it usually, get out. <laughs> usually doesn't end well. (laughs) Doesn't end well for me and for my teams, of course, but uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, We will start in the NFL, but again, make sure if you are, uh, if you're following along with us live, leave us uh, some comments and we will, uh, we will get to them questions if you have them. Um, But Sean, let's, (laughs) let's start in Philadelphia. I feel like we've done this before uh, from time to time on this show uh, this season and, and with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll, we'll start with um this past Sunday night, um you know, Sunday afternoon, we saw the New York Giants defeat the Dallas Cowboys. Um and then needing the Philadelphia Eagles to to beat the Washington football team to give the Giants the leg in. Uh kind of a back back and forth game. I I did not expect it to be uh as close as it was, but uh Philly had kind of came to play and then all of a sudden it looked like they didn't come to play anymore, Sean. So um, you know, we, we've, we've seen reactions from multiple sides um, on, on, on the situation, whether or not the, the Eagles tanked, whether or not they uh, intentionally took their foot off the gas, if it was bad form, if it was on brand. I mean, th- there's been a lot of hot takes. I know Giants fans and Giants, uh, you know, players and personnel and coaches have, have really obvious, uh, of course, taken, um, you know, have taken issue uh with what the eagles did but but for me i i look at it this way first off i'll address the new york giants um don't go six and ten <laughs> like if you and and it's a good I, way to win a division, right i mean you won six games out of 16 and and you are getting angry at the eagles for not winning in week 17 what yeah like regardless of what the Eagles did, the Giants screwed themselves. Not screwed themselves, but it's just the the fact of the matter that you put yourself in a bad situation when you go in 6-10. and And I know, as a Cowboys fan, would I have been a little bit upset if I would have seen what the, the Eagles do what they did? Um, if, if the Cowboys were the ones that won Sunday afternoon, sure, I'd probably be a little bit upset. But again, the Cowboys only won six games. So there's only there's only so much anger that that you're you're entitled to have at that point because you didn't put your you didn't even win half of your games so I don't feel any sort of sympathy for the New York Giants so so if you want to address the Giants version and then we'll we'll get to the the eagles uh portion of what happened Sunday night
1: well yeah I, I think at any point whether you're six and ten whether you're ten and six I think I think if you put yourself in a position where you need someone else to lose. Um I mean teams whether you want to call it tanking if if they were tanking if they were trying to lose if it was intentional whatever the point is is a lot of teams do that right and and it's it's not I don't think the Eagles were calling plays to lose but um but they were they, there were definitely some questionable things and then we'll talk about it in a minute but for the Giants to come out and attack um I mean you've had your opportunities I mean even here in the last few weeks when it was very obvious that one of these – I mean, we all knew one of them had to go, and the Giants all of a sudden found themselves in a situation and even had a couple games in the last few weeks where they just they couldn't pull it together, couldn't find ways to win. And it's not like they were being asked to win their 12th, 13th, and 14th game to do this. You're being asked to win games without even getting to 500. So, you know, I, I said that right away. I'm like, if people are going to get upset about this from a Giants standpoint, um, you should probably try winning more than six games. That, that's pretty much – where where I would stand as far as my message to Giants fans it's like cry a river enjoy your draft pick which is worse than ours and (laughs) um just kind of move forward I mean you have pieces in place if you felt like you were going to do anything in the playoffs then win next year and do it then
0: (laughs) yeah and I mean like let's be honest here we win well obviously we'll get to picks later but we, we've been saying for a while that, that the, the common belief, and I know anybody can pull an upset at any time, but the common belief is whoever kind of wins this NFC East is probably not going to go very far in the postseason. I mean, you're you're a Giants team that uh, has been sporadic at best and mediocre at most uh, th- th- this entire season. Uh right, and
1: with, with Jalen Hurts in play, I, I think um, – oh, I see a Caps jersey – he said he was here. a
0: uh, big fan of the the Portland Pirates. Yeah, they were the uh they were the Pirates um affiliate right before uh the the Caps affiliated with Hershey. So, um looking forward to seeing these reverse retros, not only the Caps ones, but league-wide a pretty solid uh setup uh by the entire league. Uh looking forward to seeing those this season. Uh, yeah, and and
1: I think when you're looking at at uh the teams coming out like as far as the NFC East goes, I think with Jalen Hurts coming into play, if the Eagles could have won another game or two after that big Saints win, at least, because the big thing is, is like no one would expect them to win. And the big one is Vegas. Like, you're just not going to see a lot of people betting on the NFC East team. Maybe you should. You're probably going to get great odds. But the the Eagles probably would have been the one that would have at least been an interesting play from a Vegas standpoint, just because there would have been a lot of question marks with Hurts. And if he'd have been hot, you know, could they have been? But everyone else was pretty much playing with the parts. That they've been playing with, uh, so so it wasn't anything uh, new or exciting out of the East. Um, and the team, that, I mean, the team that comes out of there, uh, as far as a storyline from a Redskins perspective, uh, is probably Football the best storyline that the NFL could sell, uh, just because of Alex Smith making the comeback and 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 making it essentially a complete comeback and now getting to play in a uh, host a NFL playoff game. Um, less than a less than two years, right? It's less than two years yeah. since he was he was hurt. So you know, for someone who was never going to play, so so congrats to him. Uh, you know, I thought that was that was phenomenal. Um, but to turn it to the Eagles a little bit, obviously they've gotten a lot of flack. Um, and I watched the game, and, and you know, you know, you can talk about Sudfeld all you want. I mean, Hertz was having a down game um, with his success he had been having. Um, they still weren't finding ways to win. Uh, they had just lost two in a row, um, at least one of which against an opponent that they probably should have won. If you are going to try to make a splash, so I, I, I didn't think things were things were going very well. Do I think Sudfeld's the answer? No. Um, I did see some people commenting, and, and I and I couldn't find the article. I, I saw some folks saying that Peterson had made um, had alluded ahead of the game to the fact that Sudfeld would probably see reps, uh, and if if he did indeed say that, I, I think. You know, it's not surprising it was for a whole quarter. I, I I don't know, maybe you're assessing what you have in him, especially if you're gonna ship once you wanna find out, do you have a two? Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons to bring Sudfeld in, uh, and and you know, they're like, Well, not to win a game. It's like, Well, the Eagles winning the game was fairly inconsequential from a franchise standpoint. Right. You know, for an integrity of the game, everything else, you got to remember the Eagles. This isn't the Eagles' last game in the history of the franchise. First of all, so there's there's a there's a whole future ahead, and you're 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 considering now shipping away a guy that you paid to be your franchise quarterback and handing it to a kid that's played three or four games. So you may want to just kind of see what your insurance policy looks like against a team that actually needs to win. You know, a lot of times in this scenario, when a team's tanking their last game, you're playing against a team that's also tanking their game. So you're kind of seeing backups and things. And the Redskins are a legitimate pass rush. And and we learned pretty much what we knew about Nate Sudfeld. He is who we thought he was. Um, But, I mean, the Eagles were still in position. The the big question mark for me was, um, and maybe it's for the same reason, trying things out, but but when they had a chance to tie the game with a field goal um, and it it was not a short yardage situation, they decided to go for it uh, on the Redskins' side of the field for what would have been a fairly short field goal to tie the game. That's where it felt funny to me. Um, But, you know, my my take on it's pretty simple. I mean, what we said with the Giants kind of covered it, it, you know, and the fact that nobody is – the difference obviously being that Pittsburgh uh, has a game uh, to prepare for. But the Browns – Miami Dolphins needed the Browns to lose uh, this week, and the Steelers sat a lot of players. uh, So whether they have a game or whatever the next week, from a league standpoint and integrity of the game or integrity of the league or letting a team back in, especially a division rival, it was questionable to me. I mean, Ben has to be pretty hurt. I don't think that would be a situation where you would want a Cleveland team sneaking in, especially since now you have to play them again. Uh, but, um, and can but we But nobody can, brought that up. And I think playing in primetime hurt him too. Can we it stop like with post-time. this
0: integrity of the game stuff that people keep talking about? Like, like whatever
1: they're saying. Like it's,
0: the it's, the, it's, the, it's the NFL team, has you know. has sold its soul to to money lines, to fantasy football, to, to all sorts of gambling, to this and that. Like the, the, this notion of, of the integrity of the game is is absolutely laughable to me. You have officials that are making some of the most abysmal calls I've ever seen without any punishment. you're seeing uh, inconsistency week after week in how things are called, when things are called, who they're called for depending on uh, even this year home crowd versus not and there's hardly any crowds in most of these stadiums like the, the, this integrity of the game notion is, is is so damn laughable from people and and for people to act like this is the first time, Again that yeah, like in week 17 that a team has you know taken the fall for a better draft pick it's ridiculous like how many weeks ridiculous. like like, like I, don't, I don't I don't feel like the jets got ripped as bad as this a few weeks ago when they literally stopped playing defense well, against the raiders and I was going to bring
1: up the jets I I feel like you you're also only a few weeks removed and we talked about it on the show when the jets won a game and all of a sudden the jaguars getting the first pick was very realistic and the league and the fans and and, and the, the people in New York were livid because right. the Jets tried to win a game and can succeeded in winning a game. And then to win a second one, you know, I, I listened to ESPN radio, Fox radio, the local radio down here, and people were bashing the Jets for not tanking. Right. And so for me, it's right. like, well, you got trouble. And you're an Eagles team that's going to hand it to a rookie. You're going to think you're either going to A, want protection for them, you're going to want somebody that can defend a pass because you, you haven't had a healthy secondary in half a season and or you're going to want to get him some weapons. And either way, the best way to do that with a hot draft uh, uh, coming up, you got a lot of teams ahead of you that are looking quarterback, which if you don't need means you may wind up. If you have that sixth pick, an opportunity to take the best non quarterback available, you know, you you know, you
0: fall. Or you can trade that pick to somebody who needs to, that quarterback, and you right, can get somebody, them. And that
1: quarterback. Falls that pick becomes very valuable. You know, one of maybe a guy like Fields falls out of the top five. Yeah, and you got teams clamoring to climb up and get him. You know, a team like a Minnesota or somebody that's got a quarterback that's maybe questionable, maybe a little old, maybe a New Orleans Saints that isn't sure what they're doing. You might be able to, you know, that that's maybe looking to shop a Michael Thomas. You know, those kind of situations. You don't know what's going to happen. So having the best commodity available in a draft, you know, I'm mad that the Eagles did. If there was a team to tank, because it was going to be a much larger fall. The Jets weren't going to fall very far with a win. With a win, the Eagles with a win would have fallen four at the time, four, five, six spots. Nobody really did the math on it. I'm like, you know, it was probably the best thing that could have happened for the franchise, and so. You know, your, Peterson was already pretty much promised a chance to come back next year. Wentz has agreed to kind of help shop himself, and that probably means renegotiating a deal that makes it more trade-friendly. Um, you know, obviously, he said he's taken a week off to think about his future, and I assume that means he's going to go. He wants to make it look like he um, he thought about it hard. Uh, but, you know, there's a market for him. There's a lot of teams that aren't going to get into those top few spots and get a quarterback. So, you know... I don't think New it's unrealistic. England, to make
0: it we got rid of New Orleans,
1: you're going to have a lot of middle and top tier teams that still, you know, teams like New England. seems I mean, like New, New England Orleans. needs a quarterback. Even, even Indianapolis, who, who, you know, Philip Rivers is not a spring chicken by any means. Um, they've done well with him, and Brissett's shown that he can be good in packages, and and he did. I don't think Brissett did that poorly for him before. Uh, they went out and no, you know, but
0: if if Frank Reich is sitting there looking at a, at Carson Wentz, who he knows, he knows well, and, and he knows had success and with, he's had success yeah. with him, why wouldn't you know? Especially you know when when I hear, um, and and to close also, the thought Nick on Foles what happened Sunday, end up on the market. Just I'm ju- I'm just angry that. The Eagles did on Sunday what the Cowboys have do- should have done for the last five weeks. That's what I'm mad about. Yeah. But that's that's another you know, point.
1: I, I don't I don't <laughs> think Peterson's the kind of guy to intentionally tank. Like I said, uh, you know, is he put his team in a position to? But like, you know, you take out your you take out Jalen Hurts, but I mean, they were already sitting like eight deep. You know, they yeah, were like when you when I saw ate. the
0: list of inactives last it's week, unreal. I was like, I don't even. I don't like. I mean, obviously, like I wanted bad. the Cowboys like all to win. The wide
1: receivers. We down I, to Fulgham and Ward.
0: <laughs> I wanted the Cowboys to win to put themselves in the position, but I didn't have much hope looking at the Eagles' inactive list. Um, that the Cowboys, you know, even if they had won, we're going to get into the. I mean, you're the, looking at a guy that spot. there was
1: a large chunk of that game where J.C. Sega whiteside was featured in a prominent wide receiver role, and that tells you what kind of situation they had put them in. And you know, if you're still Jalen Hurts in there, and you're that going, sucks. Exactly. And what doesn't suck is the Redskins pass rush and, and the football uh, team. Young, you know Chase Young with having a, having himself a day. And uh, yes, the Redskins, the football team, whatever they are. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get it right by next year. Possibly um, when they
0: have a different name, maybe when they
1: have a different name, and I can call them a name instead of just the football team. <laughs> uh, it, it feels too. It feels too. I mean, I guess I could just say Washington. I'll say you, you
0: can say Washington, weird. Al Michaels. You don't have to keep yeah. stumbling over the old name.
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but. You know, when you have that pass rush that's having a pretty good day, you've already had a you know a couple linemen out. You may also be thinking, you know what, Jalen Hurts is taking a pounding here, and if we're going to move on them out, camp, I don't want him to get hurt in this game.
0: Yeah, you the, know the hot takes are although the, strangely
1: some... they kept him in to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a Little strange there, but but um. But, yeah, it's just a lot of reasons not to. I don't think it's as big of a deal as people. No, the hot up to takes me.
0: are, are – and it's, you know, Joe Judge makes this – I just uh, wish the
1: Browns had missed the playoffs because that would have been the story no matter what right. the Eagles did. That would have been the, the story. The, the but the Eagles th- getting flexed into primetime, I think, will so really hurt them. If they would have done that at 1 o'clock, I don't well, think anybody would The only reason they did
0: it is because the NFC East is going to get them more ratings than the Steelers-Browns. Plain and simple. Yeah. Again, yeah, and I, and I again, think the, it's the uh, NFL selling its soul out for money.
1: But if they done it at one o'clock, I don't think anybody notices.
0: No, because the Browns, the Browns getting in, in, in yeah. uh, at, at at eleven o'clock would have been a bigger story. The hot takes are just stupid, stupid idiot. Uh, and and people need to get over. It. But obviously, real quick, we'll touch on you know the we, we saw the the post game uh, Jason Kelsey and Zach Ertz and and Carson Wentz, uh, you know, spending extra time together. Uh, before they left the field, obviously Wentz likely gone. We named a couple of those places, but you know Zach Ertz and and Jason Kelsey, but by all accounts, um, you know could could be elsewhere next season. So so an, a a huge portion. Now I know, of course, Wentz was hurt that year, but a huge portion of the heart of that uh Super Bowl winning team is is likely to be in other cities next year.
1: Yeah, and you are gonna have guys like Vinnie Curry and, and and some other fellows. There is there is a few that are. Uh, free agents that they're gonna have to just let walk. Um, you know you're gonna hang on to Fletcher Cox simply because he's the best player on your team um, yeah. probably period ar- arguably one of the the 10 or 20 best in the in the NFL uh, and and I I think a lot of it's gonna come down to when, when the league finds out what ticket sales and things like that are gonna look like and and are people going to crowds when they set a cap number officially. I, I think you're going to – then you're going to have a better idea. The Eagles were planning on being a bit over the cap already and having to make some moves. And so with the whole COVID thing and, and the cap shrinking now, uh, it really puts the Eagles in, in a bit of a bind. So there's a lot of guys that um, you're going to see go. Um, I would like to see Wentz try to – or uh, not Wentz, uh, Ertz try to restructure, uh, find a way to, to to get on the team. I think he wants to play here. I, I, I just – I don't – I don't know that it's going to work uh, if you're still going to pay Goddard. I feel you made it through most of the season. Goddard looked pretty much like the player that Ertz has been in the past. Um, But you also are going to still have holes of wide receiver, even if you draft one. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, they save a ton of money by cutting him. Deshaun Jackson, same situation. Um, You know, our Sega Whiteside is a failed project that hasn't seen targets in in over a month and a half. So I I, I don't really – it's very questionable. Travis Fulgham kind of crashed back to earth. I think he's going to have a roster spot. But in all honesty, beyond a, a fill-in, fourth, fifth, you know, kind of desperation guy, I don't see him being the uh, the featured guy going forward. So, you know, you still have holes at the wide receiver spot. I think that's a legitimate uh, draft pick spot. I think if you sit where you are and uh, the receiver from Alabama were to fall to you, I think there's a good chance that's a, that's a scenario based on um, – the number of receivers they're going to have going, but I could also see them just sticking to the O-line. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of question marks going forward for the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously. Um, you know, there's there's only so much room to fall down. Uh, you can only really climb your way back up, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> at, at, at this point. So, um, so yeah, it, it's a shame. I, I would like to see Kelsey back. I think he's still playing at a high level. You know, the other two... One's made kind of a, a mockery of his position and, and has made it very evident he doesn't want to be here. The other is the opposite. So, like, I'd like to see Ertz work. I, I'm not sure I do uh, without a huge pay cut. Um, but but maybe Kelsey can get something done. But it, it is a shame. I You know, it's sad to see all these things happen. But, you know, it's the way of the, the league now. Yeah, I it, mean,
0: you look at the the Washington Capitals roster. There's a lot of big pieces yeah. from the, the, the Stanley Cup. I mean, Brayden Holtby is in Vancouver now wearing – number 46 yep. or something like that. It's just, you know, it's it's
1: just the, <laughs> the, the, the cap numbers and the contracts and the way contracts are built. It's, you know, I mean, it makes for some good parity because those contracts, as they get bigger, they get an opportunity to go to a smaller market that maybe has the cap room to eat it. Um, whereas, uh, you know, the big uh, the big cities and the big markets are, are going to, it's so much easier to win on a quarterback on a rookie deal because uh, you can put pieces around him Uh, so, so, and, and it just seems like once you pay him, uh, things start to fall apart. So, you know, you may see that in Kansas city here in a few years, um, you know, as the other contracts start to build around, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you're going to have to make some choices much like Seattle did with Russell Wilson and, and some of those pieces. So I don't know, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the league unfolds. And, and I think we'll, you know, obviously get to the picks here shortly, but, um, plenty of good football left for the year and, um. Fortunately for us, uh, our teams aren't a part of it because I think it would have been embarrassing.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, our teams are not the ones that are going to get embarrassed uh, this weekend. Before we get to the picks, uh, we start, of course, the NFL playoffs this weekend. And, and I want to go down, remember, seven teams in each conference this year um, in the NFL playoffs. Uh, so let's start in the AFC. We'll go um, we'll go top to bottom. Pretenders or contenders, if you want to elaborate on on maybe part of uh, why you think this team might uh, or might not be one, uh, you can. We'll start, of course, with the uh, number one seed in the AFC, the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, 14-2. Uh, and two. They won the AFC West. Um, I, I, I don't think I have much uh, debate here. The Kansas City Chiefs are contenders uh, in the AFC.
1: Kansas City Chiefs, at this point um... – you know, and we, we kind of did our power rankings a few weeks ago to kind of see where we thought teams were shaking out. And I, and I had the Chiefs as a fairly distant number one uh, in the NFL as an entirety. I, I think they're still there. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, didn't come to play this week, wound up losing another game. But for all intents and purposes, you're looking at a one-loss team. I, I, I um, you know, I, I think they're definitely, uh, definitely contenders, probably the contender, um, you know, the one that everybody's gunning for. Um, and I'll share the stat now. I was going to sneak it in at the end of the show. I shared it on social media earlier. If the Chiefs were to win this uh, their divisional game in two weeks, uh, I saw a stat that Andy Reid would beco- uh, be the first AFC coach to host three consecutive AFC championship games. It's only been done once before in league history. In the NFC, it was the Philadelphia Eagles under head coach Andy Reid was the wow. only coach in the history of the wow. NFL to host three consecutive championship games. He could be the second as well. <laughs> in a different decade with a different team.
0: Crazy. That's it's pretty a-
1: baffling. Different conference, different decade, different team. Yeah, and a, uh, and a same, whole and a complete and let's be
0: honest, a completely different NFL as well. It's it-
1: and he's just well, he led the charge, I think. You know, people are going to credit a lot of coaches for the charge sure. into a passing first league. Um and you look at what a lot of teams are doing now, Andy Reid with Westbrook and a lot of those pieces in Philadelphia really kind of led the charge. So Keep charging, Big Red. I'm pulling for
0: you. There you go. All right, then we go to the thirteen and three Buffalo Bills, the AFC East champions. Uh, I say contender. They were a team that, up until I don't know, maybe a month ago, I I still didn't totally buy in on. But the, the last month of the season, which you know, for for a lot of people, is kind of the they feel like it's the make or break time. You know, you can be great in September, but where are you at in in December and January? Um, the, the, the Buffalo bills have absolutely gotten, uh, not only stayed the same, but I think they've gotten better. So, uh, definite contenders, uh, the Buffalo bills.
1: Yeah. I think if you'd ask me about a month and a half, two months ago, I probably would have had them in the pretender pile. Um, I, I just thought the defense wasn't finding their rhythm and, and, and they, there was a lot of holes to be had on that side of the ball. Allen was faltering. They, they didn't decide whether they were giving it to Zach Moss. There just were a lot of pieces you know, beyond Stefan Diggs, who was doing really well, it just didn't look like anything else was working. And, um, you know, you now all of a sudden you have – usually it's a – it's a when they say the hottest team is the most dangerous, usually that's a wild card team uh, that's kind of made a charge and snuck in. Uh, I, I think the scary thing for the AFC is that that hottest team in the NFL right now <laughs> is a two-seed. Uh, and, and I think if there was a team that, that has a chance in the AFC to really, in my opinion, the best chance to unseed – Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, which would be in that title game in Kansas City, um, it would be that Buffalo Bills, uh, Buffalo Bills team. I think they're playing about as good as they can play.
0: Yeah, I agree with uh, Tyler here. Buffalo, scary team. Buffalo's a scary team, scary yeah. indeed. Tanner, oh uh, Tanner's ready. He's he's ready for the uh, lightning to begin there. Uh, Stanley Cup quest. Yeah, sure we, will, uh, we will. We uh, will be. You mean you mean Tampa Bay won the
1: on the Stanley Cup. I, you, I didn't, you didn't hear about that, Sean? You gotta heard something on the radio down here. We will.
0: Uh, we'll there. be giving our, our our NHL season predictions next week, because the puck drops a, a Literally week from tomorrow. Every so. commercial break,
1: <laughs> something about defending Stanley Cup champions.
0: How, like, I mean, you gotta figure that they uh, that that. I mean, they gotta get ready for Tampa Bay. But we'll we'll talk about them here in a second. Let's go. Let's
1: blast these
0: to the number three seed, uh, twelve and four Pittsburgh Steelers, AFC North champions. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say pretender. This team has not been good all year. They've limped through victories. Uh, they've lost their best players on defense. I don't care how good that offense is. The defense isn't good enough. Sealers are pretenders.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a team that, that could they flip a switch and, and become contenders? I suppose if if resting Ben gets him healthy and, and has him anywhere close to the Ben that, we, that we've come to know, I, I think they have a shot. But if that defense isn't healthy – uh, they've shown me that when they get into shootouts, uh, they kind of run out of tricks. Uh, so, so I've got them in my pretender pile as well. Uh, you know, they 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 were kind of on the fence for me, but, um, yeah, I'm just not seeing a lot of things working for them. The running game's not getting going. Obviously if Connor gets healthy, that's going to help. But, um, yeah, I, I just, um, you know, with the other teams that are there, you know, unfortunately for them, I think, you know, they weren't, they were in a situation where playing the starters going into the playoffs would have been beneficial, um, I see Steelers are the most overrated team, definite pretenders there from Tyler. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Tyler. I I just think that, that they were a team that really would have liked to have been healthy because I think having another game of reps to maybe get hot going in would have been very beneficial. Now you have them sitting there questioning things, trying to get healthy and Uh, you know, I I think they're one of those uh, higher seeds that are going to be worried going here into this first weekend.
0: All right. Then we go to the four seed, the 11 and five Tennessee Titans. They won the AFC South by uh, limping to a victory over a team far worse than them uh, this past week. And it's been the story of the year. I've been saying it all the time. Um, I'm still going pretender on the Tennessee Titans. I don't think this team is as good as they were a year ago.
1: Uh, I don't think they've been playing as good a football as a year ago. I'm going to stick on the other side, though. I have this as kind of a fence team as well. I think they're on the other side than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think the Titans are contenders. Uh, not strong contenders, but anytime time uh, Derrick Henry can touch the ball, which, by the way, he's pretty good. He's uh, okay. Derek-
0: yeah, he's all right. He comes all right.
1: into the last week of the season at two hundred and. 20 235 yards shy of 2000 and oh by the way just rushes for 250 like it's I think nothing. he just hit
0: 3000 about 10 minutes He's ago still
1: running <laughs> like is it still um but I think it's actually like you look at it as kind of a down one I think this last one was kind of a promising one for them uh because unlike uh a year ago I don't think they would have won this game uh I, I think that you know they're not a team that likes to win shootouts but they found themselves against a red hot Houston offense while their defense was uh, struggling to get the pieces together and find an answer for Deshaun Watson. And they found a way to score points. That way primarily was Derrick Henry. But they're one of the few teams with that luxury of being able to run when you're still trying to score points. I think they're contenders. Um, do I see them unseating the Chiefs? Nine times out of ten, no. But if you give them that one, I, I think they got a shot.
0: Then we go to the uh, the first wild card team, the 11-5 and five, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I have the Ravens as contenders. I think they are playing – uh, their best football of the season, uh, unlike last year they're, who, uh, where they came in here that where they had already peaked and they had already started the downturn, I think they're on the upswing. Uh, Ever since Lamar came back from the COVID list, he's been playing a lot better, and I think that team plays better when they aren't expected to. So uh, I, li- I like the Ravens. I think they're contenders.
1: All right. We're well, you know, obviously top of the wild card. You'd expect to be on the fence. I'm going to take the other side on this one. I'm going to take the pretenders. Uh, I, I will agree they've gotten hot. I think they're getting hot at the right time. I just question how hot it is. Uh, I don't know that it's Lamar Jackson. I think a lot of it has to do with finally getting to give the ball to J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think clinging to Mark um, – or clinging to um, – what's his name? Not Andrews. Uh, I, I've lost it. Uh, but they had uh, their, their go-to running back to start the season. Mark Ingram. Clinging, Ingram, not Andrews. Hey, Andrews is the,
0: was the tight end.
1: Yeah, I was just nowhere close. Anyway, uh, Mark Ingram finally uh, just got old, real old. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they had to kind of pick and choose. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to go to Edwards. And, and I think Dobbins, it his, his shows some flashes. And they've been able to run the ball. And when you're able to run the ball without Lamar Jackson, it's going to open up a lot of holes for Lamar Jackson, both in the past and running game. So are they scary? Yeah. Could I see them becoming contenders here uh, after a good first round? Absolutely. But where I have them right now, I feel it might be too little too late. I think the path's going to be a little too hard for them. Um, and, and I'm going to have them on the pretender side. 11-5
0: uh, and five, Cleveland Browns. First time uh, in the postseason since George W. Bush was in office. Um, I, I I don't know that I would have had them in contenders. But especially given now, you're not going to have your head coach. You're, you're going to be missing some players. Yeah. Um, uh, just an unfortunate thing. a uh, bunch of guys on the on the covid list for this week. Uh, I, I gotta put him in pretenders., uh, good for you for getting in. I think you're building something there, uh, but not this year.
1: Yeah, no, no, no,
0: <laughs>
1: no. You're gonna find a real you would have had to really impress me for me to put Baker mayfield on the on that side of the fence for me. Uh, I think this team is an absolute no. pretender. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> the defense has played well at times offenses look brilliant at times, but they're too few and far between and yeah. rarely do they mess up uh, even when everybody's healthy. I, I, I do feel the, the Brown, I got to give a shout out to uh, is, is uh, Joel Batonio uh, offensive guard. He's been in the league since 2014 played 79 I have games. No idea seven- who that is. Of course you don't. No one knows offensive <laughs> linemen, but this is a guy that started all 79 games of his career. He's been a pro bowler three times. Came in in 2014 and has been through the whole abysmal stretch of the Cleveland Browns and still managed to be a pro bowler. Finally makes the playoffs. Catches COVID. Will not be able to play in their playoff game here this weekend against Pittsburgh. So I feel bad for Joel Batonio. Not the situation you want to see. Unfortunately, it's the way of the year this year. But um, that might be the most Cleveland uh, headline for the Browns going into the (laughs) week. But but yeah, not even I don't think it's realistic. Uh, Do I think they can beat the Steelers? Maybe. Uh but uh yeah, I but do I don't But think pushing forward, I don't I don't see him doing it. All
0: right, then we we close out the AFC, the eleven and five Indianapolis Colts. Um maybe if they keep handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor, um maybe they could be uh again, I think they're a team that, that that's too hot and cold. And let's be honest, Phillip Rivers, when you need him the most, is not the guy to rely on pretenders.
1: See, I have the Colts on the other side. We're gonna disagree again here in the middle of the pack. I'm going with uh, I'm going with definite contenders. I think the defense is strong enough. Obviously, <laughs> obviously the run defense has been weak over the course of the year. It has looked better here at the end, uh, but their pass rush is good. Secondary looks good. And you're right. You know, as a team, they haven't been able to get entirely hot in a big streak. But that uh, running back Taylor, he's uh, he's gotten hot. And and you're you're coming into the time of the year where you're going to need to be able to move the ball on the ground, especially. You know, with an older quarterback, you want to keep it out of his hands as much as possible. I think the Colts put up enough points. T.Y. Hilton's looking as good as he has all year. Uh somehow. I don't know how that <laughs> works. Maybe it was just suck until you're healthy and then put it together. But um yeah, you got a handful of tight ends they like and I I think they're definitely definitely contenders. Probably right around the realm of the of the Titans. It's kind of fitting they had very similar records. All
0: right, then we move to the NFC. You have the thirteen and three Green Bay Packers. They are the bye in the uh NFC NFC North champions um Aaron Rodgers is maybe playing the I I you know we'll revisit our preseason predictions when we actually get to like Super Bowl time but I yeah. could not have been more wrong about this year's Green Bay Packers I said they were going to stink and I said they were going to have Aaron Rodgers on the trade block by by the you midway did. point of the season so I could not have been more wrong about them AA Ron playing some of the best football of his career. AA Ron is also running really well. Yeah, um and uh, that Devonte Adams kid is pretty good at catching a football. Um pretty they're impressive. Absolute contenders, no without without any doubt. Yeah,
1: Devonte Adams having just over just over 1.1 1. 1 touchdowns per game uh over the course of a season that he didn't play in a handful of. Ridiculous. It, so ridiculous. I I don't know. I I think um you know i said back when we made that uh kind of power rankings that uh green bay was probably the only team that was a close two i think buffaloes crept closer uh but i think if you're going with your second it's fitting that the chiefs and the packers hung on to their buys because i think those are the two kind of class organizations right now um gives you that still gives you that really cool super bowl one rematch that everybody uh, kind of wanted to happen in their like one of the anniversary years but but we'll take it now and we'll uh, take it in the 101st year <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh i think if it, it kind of stinks for josh allen to put up an mvp caliber season the same year that aaron Rodgers has a chance uh after getting snubbed a couple of times uh so uh you know it's going to be a close ballot but uh go pack go definite contenders
0: all right then we look at the new orleans saints 12 and 4 won the nfc south this year um i'm not 100 percent sold on this team um a lot of questions uh, on the health of Drew Brees, and and where do you go if he gets hurt again? I'll put them in contender, but like just barely,
1: like right over the right over the fence. I I'm with you on on hit or miss. I think
0: like not, I can't call no. them a pretender because like they are a really good football team, but I, I just
1: they I, have a good defense. The, the defense yes, they is more suspect of late. Some of that may have to have to do with. You know, the offense having to punt a few more times, not having quite the uh, array of weapons. But um, you still have a Drew Brees and a Drew Brees that claims that he may uh, retire here at the end of the year. Uh, so I wouldn't bet against him. You know, if I was putting my money on the line, I'm going to pick a game that he's not playing in because I'm going to want to bet against him. And, 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 I, and I can't. Uh, so you still have some weapons in Kamara. The, the receiving core is depleted. I mean, obviously having Michael Thomas would be a huge push. Uh, to to definitely make them contenders, I have them on the pretender side of that fence. I I just feel with you know you still have Taysom Hill coming in at times, and it's like, well, if Breeze does go down. Are we going to give it back to Hill and be predictable? Are we going to give Jason or uh, Jameis a chance? I I just feel like the depth isn't there. So if anything goes wrong, I don't know that they can recover from it. Uh, sure. And because of that, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go uh, pretenders.
0: Then we go to the 12 and four NFC West champions, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I have these guys just absolutely pegged as pretenders. I, like I, I just, there has been nothing from that team that has showed me any sort of consistency on either side of the ball to make me, make me believe that they're good. I, they they're, their hopes rest on Russell Wilson, which I mean, he's obviously a great player, but I mean, when, when you're struggling to put up points against some of these hapless opponents over the last couple weeks of the regular season. Um, they didn't sell me back in October. You're definitely not selling me in January. Uh, definite pretenders for the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the offense. And, and, you know, you, you can, you can blame some of the defensive woes at times, but the defense has looked better, uh, in the second half of the season. And it's the offense that seems to be costing them some games. And I don't know if Russell Wilson's broken. Uh, I don't know (laughs) if it's a broken spirit, broken body, broken mind somebody's got to fix Russell Wilson uh, because his throws are off. Um, The timing's not there. DK Metcalf has disappeared off the face of the planet. And, um, you know, I I think teams have keyed in on him, uh, and it's kind of exposing a little bit of Tyler Lockett. He had a big game here going into the playoffs, so maybe that's good for him. But What'd you uh, do? Anytime anytime (laughs) I get to say anything about Pete Carroll being a pretender, because we know he is, uh, Pete, I know you're a big listener, and I know this is probably billboard material, but you're pretenders, Pete. Pretenders, barely pretenders. You're like fakers.
0: Suck it, Pete. Hey, Pete. Hey, fuck you, buddy. Um, <laughs> 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 then we go to the uh, the team that just won the NFC East, the seven and nine Washington football team. Um, look, I-, I had I had my uh, you know out there prediction. Uh, a few weeks back, that that Alex Smith would lead this team to a playoff and a playoff victory. Um, Do I think they can beat Tampa Bay this weekend? I I do. Kind of, maybe. Something's building in Washington, but this ain't the year. Um, They they are pretenders.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to put them on the contender side. Uh, If the end goal was winning one playoff game, I would say they're contenders based primarily on their opponent. Tampa has gotten really hot, but it's been against three pretty low end teams, uh, Falcons twice and the lions. So there's a lot of hype right now, Uh, Antonio Brown and the offense and the clicking and it's going great. And Mike Evans setting records despite getting hurt. Um, I I just feel like, yes, it looks like things are clicking and from a confidence standpoint, that's great for Tampa. Uh, But I think the Redskins have a chance to win primarily because (laughs) the Bucs have struggled this year when teams can get to Tom Brady and the one, spot where the Redskins are beyond contenders uh, is in the pass rush in the defensive line. So if they can get to Tom and they can disrupt things, they can absolutely win a game. But for a whole playoff run, <laughs> uh, definite pretenders.
0: Uh, then we go to those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 11 and 5, the first wild card team. Uh, I'm going to put them as contenders. Um, they have looked good. Yeah, I mean, it has been against inferior opponents. But Antonio Brown is heating up. Mike Evans heating up. Chris Godwin heating up the defense has looked better. And, I mean, you have the advantage of the fact that you are playing a team whose offense can make mistakes. So while the while the Washington football team can disrupt the, the, the Tampa Bay offense, I think the Tampa Bay defense can disrupt this Washington offense as well. Um, you know, if you can shut down Terry McLaurin, they, they've proven to be fairly one-dimensional. Um, and then when, when you get beyond that, I mean, you look at the rest of the field – besides green bay i think it's wide open so but i have the uh, and and it's tom brady in the playoffs they 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 are contenders
1: yeah tom helps a lot uh you know like you said heating up obviously you know due to injury and and illness uh, mike evans uh probably unavailable here to start the playoff run uh would probably be looking at a championship game return but um you know as good as washington is at the pass rush they're a top 10 pass rushing team Uh, A few spots ahead of them are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tremendous pass rush defensive front. The secondary is really coming together for him. Uh, And like you said, the offense is clicking. It seems when one guy goes down, another one steps up. And uh, I think the big weapon going into this playoffs is, you know, as much as Antonio Brown looks hot, a big part of that is that Chris Godwin is playing about as good as he has uh, since entering the NFL. Uh, I'd say definite contenders. And like you said, some of that has to do with the the playing field in front of them. But, uh, you know, Fortunately for them, they get to travel. You know, they get to travel to Washington. If if they'd had to draw like a Green Bay this week, where it's going to be like zero degrees, <laughs> you know, I think it's a whole different ball game for them. Not, not being a strong running team, that would be my big concern with Tampa. Is that sure. they are not a strong running team. Uh, you have, um, you, you know, your Rojo, your strongest runner, has an injured hand coming into the playoffs. He's going to be favoring one hand more than the other. In the cold weather, teams are going to be trying to hit the sore hand. To force fumbles. I think you're gonna see some mistakes out of Rojo, and they may try to keep it out of his hands. But definite contenders. We'll see how much of a contender, uh, but but it's hard to really question a team with that high of a ranked offense and defense going into the playoffs.
0: Sure. Then we uh then we will go to the ten and six Los Angeles Rams. Um, short and sweet. I think these are pretenders. I don't know the health status of Jared Goff. I don't think it's gonna matter either way. This defense has fallen off. Uh I just don't buy into them at all. Contenders.
1: Uh, I I think, uh, you know, I was talking about um, to my man, Jake, uh, who uh, I was watching the game with uh, Sunday night, and um, I was trying to get him. I was like, obviously, we know which teams are kind of your favorites to win the Super Bowl. I was like, find me those teams four to eight that that if you were going to go bet on a long shot to win the Super Bowl right now, which ones are you doing? And I kept throwing the Rams in the list because when you get to the bottom half of both conferences, there's not a lot of them there. Uh, I think the Rams are a complete team. When they're playing as well, they have the defensive weapons there. Uh, They are able to neutralize top wideouts with Jalen Ramsey and and the secondary plays real well. And I think you're going to see better defensive performance come playoff time when you're against uh, less trickery and wild card type offenses. You're going to be able to to, to prepare for what you're going to see. But, um, yeah, it's going to come down to that offense. And and I think Akers looks like he's going to be healthy and they're going to have their running game back. Uh, so whether it's golf or not here for the first one i think they have a very winnable first round game and if you can get hot and healthy going into the second round i got them definitely on the contender side
0: and then we go to the eight and eight chicago bears uh the number seven seed pretenders <laughs> sorry uh I got nothing Stop to Bear. believe i got nothing to believe that they're they are going to contend i mean you're going with trubisky or Nick Foles. I'm sorry pretenders
1: yeah you know, i was the is like, no way I can put a team with Baker Mayfield at the helm in the contender side. I can't do it with Mitch Trubisky either. Uh, you know, he had a chance to kind of show me something against Green Bay this weekend, couldn't do it. Uh, you're going to see defenses just as good, if not that good, before you even get to a game in Green Bay. Uh, so, yeah, I got to go pretenders here. This is, uh, this is a sham of a, a shell of a team.
0: <laughs> it, uh, it certainly is. All right, Sean, we are going to pause here. Uh, and uh, and and take our break here from our sponsor, and we will come back. We will predict this weekend's Super Wild Card weekend of games, uh, and then predict the college football playoff national championship as well. Stick with us. Huddle up, live, and GSC Sports. After these messages, we'll be right back. Welcome back, Huddle Up Podcast. We are live. Again, you can uh, check us out. Check out the home network and GSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to our show on uh, all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music. And put it this way, folks, if they, if you find a place where you where you can't find our podcast, tell me, and I will make sure that we get on there because I'm pretty sure we're on all of them. Uh, we are on YouTube as well. Make sure you're following us on social media: Huddle Up Pod on Instagram, Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, and on uh, on Twitter. So uh, we are glad to once again be with you in the new year, and uh, we are looking forward. The NFL playoffs start this weekend. It almost seems impossible to think that we're at playoff time, but in the same time, uh, it feels like you know. It, again, it's it's this this whole relevance of time is just. Yeah, we made it. We we did make it, so uh congratulations to the NFL and, and to all these leagues that have made it to postseason play, championship play, all of that. We'll talk about the college football playoff, uh both the semifinal games and and the national championship uh coming up on Monday. Uh but let's start here, Sean. Um against the spread this past week and I went 0 and four uh, in the, wow. na- in the national football league, 31 and 32 overall for the regular season. You went two and two for 34 and 29, uh, overall in the regular season. Now, do we want to reset or do we want to go through the playoffs?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It feels like a whole different ball game. Um, and we can go, I mean, there's still NFL games. You want to, you want a chance to kind of take down the, take down the regular season champ. We can, we can, yeah, make let's a run see that. that. Like
0: it's on the record now that you beat me in the regular season. So uh, we'll continue because we did continue the college through the playoffs. So we'll we'll continue the NFL sounds good uh, as well. But six games this weekend. Uh, of course, Chiefs and Packers are off. We start on Saturday at one o'clock on CBS. It is the uh, Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills, who are a six and a half point uh, home favorite in this one. Uh, Fifty two is your over under line uh, on this game. Um. I think I think the Bills are just playing too good right now. They're going to have fans. Uh, I think 6,500 is the number I saw. Uh, so fans. Well, those in, are the
1: ones inside the
0: stadium. Well, sure, but for the first time this year, the Buffalo Bills are going to have some of the Bills Mafia uh, in the building. Um, they're going to want to put on a show. So I, I you know, and I, I still think when you put the game on the line, Philip Rivers has proven himself time and time again just to not be able to get the job done. Uh, I like the Bills not only to win, I think they're going to cover the six and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over because I think the Bills are going to score points, but the Colts are going to have to as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this game's going to be more interesting than people think it is. I think the Colts have found themselves in games where they needed to um, needed to keep up with. Uh, Philip Rivers has done a pretty good job of, of, of playing shootout, and, and Frank Reich gets very creative. Uh, I think there's a chance that they, they uh, kind of upset him, that maybe this whole, like, Bills are finally favorites. I'm not know. Maybe Buffalo doesn't know how to play as the favorite uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, Been probably 30 years since that's happened. So um, I do see a way that that Indianapolis does. I feel the seven point spread is tempting for me. (laughs) But um, but I'm going to take Buffalo here, too. I I think Bill's mafia. I think if you're uh, trying to find a city to knock off a bank and get away with it, I think Buffalo this weekend during the game is probably (laughs) a great place to try. Uh, I, we I don't, don't think
0: endorse anybody, it we're just
1: i don't think anyone in that town is going to be anywhere that doesn't involve a television and no one's gonna leave it so if you can get that right around the end of the first quarter uh just just try to just knock off a bank i think they'll just let the sirens ring uh, so feel free <laughs> to test that out and if you do send me a send me a wad again uh, we don't uh,
0: we don't endorse it we're just uh being just saying, if you realistic it off, <laughs> Jeez. Uh,
1: It's still a terrible idea i'm not telling anybody to rob banks for real but uh, but I think everybody in Buffalo is going to be real hyped. I think, like you said, the team's going to be hyped. And I like them to cover. I do like this game to go over, though. I think the shootout happens. Uh, so I'll take the over.
0: All right. Then we go to 440 on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks are four and a half point uh, home favorite here. 42 and a half is your over under. Uh, this one is on Fox. Um, I, I don't like either of this team. This, this might be the worst playoff game of the entire season. Uh, both these teams stink. Um, I'm definitely going under, um, and just because you you still have no idea what the status on, on Jared Goff is going to be. I'm going to give the edge to the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks cover, uh, that four and a half, but this game is going to be absolute, uh, dog shit. I hate it. thing sucks.
1: Hey, Rams are going to wear a new uniform combination for the playoff game. Maybe that'll help. Uh, I don't know.
0: Oh, did, did they announce that? What's the combination?
1: Um, uh let's see. It looks like uh looks like uh white white pants with a yellow stripe and then the uh the blue unis. Looks they still have the like two tone numbers, uh, but it looks very uh, reminiscent of the uh greatest show on turf, kinda blue and yellow. Uh they're going with that, uh but the white pants is what they're going with. They wish they'd have gone with a yellow pant, circa Kurt Warner. God, I hate that Kurt Warner. Anyway, <laughs> Um, I'm the only one person in America that hates Kurt Warner, by the way. <laughs> you really are. At the time. Yeah, everybody loves Kurt Warner. Everybody loves the story, the bag, of the, gro- the grocery story. Great, awesome. Uh, then you got. Oh, so the NFL it's it's the really bone, like it.
0: it's the bone jersey with the blue pant.
1: Oh, that's what they're going. with. They're going bone and blue. They just showed a stupid picture with the article that I had up. Yeah, because I just pulled up. I unrelated.
0: Yeah, I just pulled up their Twitter. It's the it's the bone jersey. Which those bone uniforms are awful. It um, but yeah, bone. Oh, It'll
1: distract them. Maybe Seattle will try the reverse, and they'll wear those neon green ones. See, so yeah, oh
0: god, the, probably water. the probably the only jersey worse than the bones is the neon green, neon green. Seahawks. It sticks! My, my wife loves the neon green. I hate it. It is awful. It is offensive. It looks like
1: somebody has to work like next to a busy highway <laughs> and like needs to like right be like seen. like
0: just. Oh. Stop it. Like, the color rush, we know is a bad idea. They don't do it anymore. Just retire them already. Just just retire those. Bring throws. back you don't the need Seattle – well, they can, I guess, because the NFL still has that stupid helmet rule. But give, me them, th- the give me them throwbacks, the Rick Meyer throwbacks. Give me
1: the silver helmet. Um, I'm going the opposite way on this. I, I feel uh, – I'm going to take the gamble that Jared Goff is playing. I feel he's going to find every way to do it. They are getting Cooper Cup back and Michael Brockers. Both will be back this weekend. Uh, as well as Andrew Whitworth, uh, the offensive lineman, good chance to play. Uh, So um, we're not going to know the starting quarterback probably until game day. But I think I saw uh, from what I saw of the Rams this weekend, um, I don't know that the fall off is a lot. I think uh, it it gives McVay a chance to be more creative and and find ways to get the ball out quicker and lean on the run game, which is what they should be doing anyway. Uh, So it may even help their chances some. Uh, I, I think Seattle's just kind of broken. Something's not working. And um, you know, when I have an opportunity to pick against Pete Carroll, uh, with a team that I've kind of been hyping up all year, uh, this would be two out of three. This is the bully game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Rams and I'm gonna take the
0: under. Don't get me wrong. I hope Pete Carroll loses. I just don't think it happens. Uh then we go to uh Sunday at eight or a Saturday at eight fifteen Eastern time, this one uh on the NBC uh, networks. The uh, Buccaneers, uh, they're an eight-and-a-half point road favorite uh, at the Washington football team, 45-and-a-half uh, is your over-under on this one. Um, I think Washington might cover this number. I think the Buccaneers win this game. Like I said, I think I think Tom and company are playing well, but I think the the the, the better competition in this game is going to um, keep that score lower than eight-and-a-half. Eight-and-a-half feels like a really big number uh in in a uh in a playoff game uh we'll get to a bigger one on Sunday uh but um Washington covers I'm gonna go over because I feel like um you know I think Tampa Bay's offense is clicking well so Alex Smith and company gonna have to try to keep up what'd you say
1: the over-under number is
0: uh, I have it here at 45 and a half
1: um well, I'm looking at Washington's track record here over the second half, especially under Alex Smith and and they've come to play against some good teams. And I know we've said the Steelers are pretenders, but, but they're good enough. And they kind of came at an early point in that comeback uh, for Alex Smith. And, um, but even losses to Seattle and, and some of the other playoff teams they've played, um, they've been close and they've been low scoring. Uh, I feel like the defense has really come to play and the pass rush has come to play in those games. Uh, I, I, I think you're, you're pretty spot on with, with everything you said here. I, I, I think there's a lot of scenarios. It's probably about 50-50 whether the Buccaneers start to click and, and this game gets really out of hand. Um, but but I, I'm going to lean on the other way. I think Alex Smith's going to come in possessed. Um, and and, and a, a possess- Now, remind you, a possessed Alex Smith is not a root him, em, toot em, shoot him thing. But what he's going to do is he's going to come in and he's going to control a game and he's going to keep the offense on the field and keep Tom off as long as he can. Uh, and i think you know you, he's going to do his best uh with gibson running the ball who's looking healthy finally uh, i think they just try to keep that defense as fresh as they can and if they can do that they have a chance to keep it close and so i'm going to take the redskins to cover i think there's a chance Football they win team. this game uh but but i um i'm going to take them to keep it close i, I think this game is going to be lower scoring than people expect that number's real low though um and i think they want you to go over so i'm just going to take the under i think it's going to be real low it's going to be something around a uh, you know, kind of twenty four ten, twenty four thirteen, maybe twenty one seventeen, somewhere in that range. Uh, so I'll take the cover and the under.
0: Then we go to Sunday. We start at one o'clock on uh, ABC and the ESPN network of channels. I think they're going to go uh with those like full coverage things like they've been doing with the college football playoffs. Uh, the Ravens three and a half point road favorite at the Tennessee Titans fifty five is your over under this one at one o five Eastern time. Um. I like the Ravens here. Like I said, I I, I I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in this Titans team. Um, they they surprised the Ravens a year ago, and now the roles are kind of reversed. The Ravens are the team that uh, is coming into the wild card. Titans you know are kind of riding high, win the division, stuff like that. So so, and again, I think uh you know John Harbaugh and and, and this Ravens team, I do think they play better um when they are the underdog and, and they are peaking at the right time. Uh, so I like the Ravens to cover, win this football game. I go over because um, the Titans' defense outright stinks. Like, they they, they just aren't good. Uh, the Ravens' defense can be suspect at times, so I think there's going to be a lot of offense uh, in this game.
1: Well, this is definitely a high-scoring game, and it's definitely going to go over. Uh, but I think um, I'm on the other side. I think Tennessee's going to kind of um, take this one pretty handedly. I think you can run uh, on Baltimore most days, and and if not, I think – um, we haven't seen as much of it this year as, as I would have expected, but in playoff time, play action passes can can be the difference in games, and I think you're going to see Tannehill do a lot more of that. Um, and they have weapons on the outside. I, I, I said this weekend, look at a Corey Davis. If you tell me one guy in the NFL that when I look at his size, his speed, and his hands, and still try to figure out how this guy's not a star in this league, Corey Davis has got to be the guy. The guy looks like a giant out there, runs past people. I don't know where the fall off is. I don't know if he just doesn't have breakaway speed. I I, I still can't figure it out. But um, but uh, he's a big man. Uh, you got AJ Brown on the other side. Jonu Smith finally uh, has been on the field for a few games in a row. So uh, I like Tennessee and I like Derrick Henry. Did I mention he's real good?
0: I think we touched on that. But yeah, he's pretty okay. good.
1: He's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> second uh, Tennessee Titan uh, in the two thousand yard club uh, passing CJ two K. Uh, I wish Ridiculous. I would have had, I wish I would have had this one on my fantasy team. Like I did the, uh, the first one, um, would have helped me a ton, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to take the over. Uh, so we are on opposite sides of this one. Uh, Nash
0: Vegas. Uh, then we go to the bears at the new Orleans saints, nine and a half point, uh, home favorite on this one, 47 and a half, uh, is your over under four forty on CBS, Amazon prime and a special uh, first-time-ever coverage on Nickelodeon where they're going to have uh, some, uh, I think, some, like, kid-centric graphics, a different broadcast team, um, kind of a... a Are they going to slime Mitch Trubisky? Uh, I, God, I hope so. Um, but uh, a, a pretty... By the way, if you haven't
1: noticed, I pronounce his name differently every time I say it.
0: Trubisky. Trubisky. But I'm going to check out that broadcast because I find it pretty interesting and innovative kind of, you know tailoring a broadcast towards kids we've never seen that kind of thing before so uh, i'll check it out um all that said um i got the saints plus the the bears are, are just not very good at all um you know they they got into the playoffs because i think other teams lost i mean they they had a game where they had to show up in green bay or against green bay they just came.
1: remember if if we were running on last year's system they wouldn't be in
0: correct Correct. This is you know the Colts and the Bears would not have been in uh, under the old playoff system. Um, I the, the Bears stink. The the Saints are going to win this game. I'm not totally sold on them, but they're going to do it. They're going to cover. I'm going to go under just because at 46 and a half. I mean, I mean, you're
1: relying, you're asking the Bears to put up some points.
0: Right. Exactly. I don't think they can do it, especially against the Saints' defense.
1: Yeah, that number is uh, interesting. I, I I feel like Chicago is going to put some points. And I think some of that is, um, you know, you, you can run the ball on on New Orleans. They're not going to be able to for most. Like It's going to get out of hand and they're going to have to stop running as much. But David Montgomery has been pretty solid hot. Uh, I, I'm with you on the, on the Saints here. Uh, the spread would normally scare me. But like you said, the Bears just, you know, if it was Nick Foles in the playoffs, maybe I believe a little bit more. Uh, but I, I I have no reason to buy this uh, buy this scenario. I'm going to take the Saints to cover. I'm going to take the over because uh, I think uh, Saints score enough and the Bears score just enough to push it into the <laughs> 50 point realm. Uh, and this is uh, it was going to be the Rams work off to be healthy for sure. Uh, this is my signed, sealed, delivered lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up.
0: Can I retroactively go back and lock up Seattle? You lock it up? I'm going to lock up Seattle over Los Angeles.
1: You're locking Seattle?
0: I'm locking Seattle over Los Angeles. You
1: better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. 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 Now, we're still technically midseason, so we can't change the rules now. But I feel like in the future, if you hit a lock... You should get two points.
0: Two points. Okay, we we can re- let's revisit that for next or season.
1: something like that. Like you, or you get three, but if you lose your lock, you lose one. Something like that. We'll come up with something real clever for the lock. I feel locks. like Maybe if you, we'll you get you, a little less of them, if, I if, like you, a, if, if, if you
0: if you if you lock it and you win, you get two. If you lock it and lose, you lose two. So it's just it's like a double weighted game.
1: Man, but you don't. Oh, I guess yeah. You do lose. I mean, because technically you lose one, but yeah, you would get two losses. You just wait it. Yeah. The lock. Well, the locks are heavy, James. They're, they're heavy. Things. They are.
0: They're big, they're big heavy metallic. It. Yeah. You know, big, heavy yeah, metallic they're things.
1: Holds you up on a pedestal, or they're gonna sink you farther. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, but I we'll like revisit that. that for next season. I don't. Sounds think we'll, great. Um, and then finally, uh, it is the uh, the Cleveland Browns at the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, four and a half point home favorite. 46 and a half this one Sunday night 8:15 Eastern time uh on NBC also on Peacock if you uh if you have it but uh, Peacock. I don't like I don't understand that because like NBC is like a they is, have like it's all an the, it's an over the it's an over the air channel like even if you don't have a cable service you can get NBC uh through an antenna or online or anything like that but hey you can't stream it uh if you have if you have peacock but you don't have any cable then you can watch it on Then peacock. you're
1: able then you're able to stream it yeah they even on like some of the other ones the nbc sports apps and those things in years past being somebody who's had to stream many a thing without a cable uh sign in you're not able to stream nbc sports things which i think is baffling well, it's
0: just stupid because it's on it's literally well,
1: CBS. i can't watch any of those games streaming because they have that stupid uh five dollar a month like cbs all or access
0: thing. or whatever but like it doesn't make sense because like CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, there are there are over-the-air channels, right? So how they can charge I can for literally like I can know? literally get them without having any cable whatsoever. It, it's it's right, stupid. You just buy a TV, hook a wire up to the back of it. You got yeah, CBS. it's just stupid. Anyway, um, I I, I, I would have given the Browns a little bit more of a chance in this one, but given the whole COVID situation, you're not going to have Kevin Stavansky on the sideline. You're not going. You know, you you you're going to be missing players. You're going to be missing assistant coaches. Lord only knows what the next couple of days might bring to with this COVID outbreak. There may be more guys missing. Um, it's literally just the most Cleveland thing in the entire world to, uh, to be in this situation. I'm going to go Steelers plus. I'm going to go under though. Uh, I, I don't have faith in either of these offenses right now.
1: All right. Just to give you an idea of how um, mediocre uh, the Steelers offense has been. Let me just uh, ask you three quick questions. Uh, and their comparison questions. We're going to compare Ben Roethlisberger and Baker Mayfield. I'm looking at the season stats right now. Uh, who has more passing yards?
0: Probably Baker.
1: No, you'd be wrong there. It was Ben Roethlisberger, thirty-eight hundred to thirty, almost thirty-six hundred. So by two hundred yards, Ben yes, has passed. The sir, wrong. I'll ask you four questions. Touchdowns.
0: <laughs> uh Ben.
1: Correct, and most of that has to do with Chase Claypool, won by. Uh, Looks like about uh, eight, seven touchdowns, 33 to 26. Interceptions. Who had less? Who's the better?
0: Who had less interceptions? Yes. Baker Mayfield.
1: Correct. Baker threw eight to Ben's 10. And doing all that math real quick in your head, higher QB rating?
0: Uh, Baker Mayfield.
1: Ben Roethlisberger, 94-1. Baker Mayfield, 95.9. So, Baker Mayfield wins QB rating. So but just looking at those that like how like I've made fun of Baker Mayfield. Neither of those is good, year. by the way. I, I've I've made fun of Baker Mayfield for well, his whole career. Guy's <laughs> a hilarious actor. Those commercials are spot. On. I love
0: those commercials.
1: He's it's the only reason I hope he stays in the league. He gets to keep making commercials, but he's gonna have to win a playoff game to do it, and I think he just might this weekend. Uh the the spread, I would like it to be a little bit wider to pick uh to pick Cleveland in this game. Um Especially the way the ball bounces for Pittsburgh in every single sport. Um, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Cleveland. I'm going to take Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take the Browns, only because I get six points. <laughs> like I, I feel like there's a good chance that they're high enough coming in first playoff game in a long time. Uh, I also think there's a good chance that Ben's still not healthy. That Connor's still not healthy. Uh, and that there's still going to be some timing issues there. And I haven't seen much from Pittsburgh's defense not being healthy. I I think the Browns have a chance to keep this close. Uh, And because of that, there's a chance that they find a way to win. Uh, So I am going to – yeah, I'm going to take the Browns, and I'm going to take – I guess what I want is the under there, Uh, even though I think this one could get a little bit out of hand, two-week defenses. I'll take the under because it doesn't matter.
0: All right, then uh, before we get to the college football and the college football playoff, Sean – I mean, week 17, if you're in a league that, that, that plays to week 17, there is plenty of fan- fantasy irrelevance in week 17.
1: Yeah, basically for most people, the week 17 is irrelevant anyway. And I almost uh, picked fantasy uh, studs uh, from the year that <laughs> scored, uh, despite the fact that you weren't playing. Guys that like maybe hadn't scored in like five weeks uh, and just ticked you off. Uh, but there are a lot of leagues that do play through 17. So we went ahead and did a real round here. Um, and before we get into our top three, I had to give my honorable mention. I got three short rushes. Uh, we had a uh, Antonio Williams with two touchdown runs in in uh, Buffalo. We had Adrian Peterson arrived for the last week of the season. There we go. A two touchdown. And one of our old friends uh, played in South Bend. Josh Adams had himself a one-yard run. Uh, so three short runs get honorable mention this week.
0: Welcome in there, uh, Ryan's this is great show. So
1: welcome, a great in. show. First time listener, first time Ryan. Eagle. Time. Thanks, all right, Ryan. way to go, appreciate that, buddy. You've Ooh. literally made fun of something I said before.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ryan having a little fun here in uh, in Central PA. You're a filthy liar. You're who a who the funny. hell is this? Who is this? All right. Anyway, way out of line. Way out of line.
1: This is also the first time all season that we have three passing touchdowns in our top three so here we go fantasy oh Irrelevant my week 17. oh how exciting uh third place comes from kansas city and the only reason this is third place is because some people probably started these guys just because it's kansas city uh chad henny coming out there to throw some balls hits byron pringle for a three-yard touchdown Who? Who? yeah i i thought he, i think he made the chips that's how you know Pringle. That's so, how you know
0: him. This is a, a little bit of an inside joke to our, our three count Thursday favorite pizza topping. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with a combo pepperoni and onion for me. Favorite pizza topping.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I like the I like the hybrid of the extra cheese bacon. I like that a lot. Ooh, like a bacon extra cheese. I'll That's that. good.
0: Um, you you brought it. Chad Henny. Uh, my wife is related through her stepdad to Chad Henny. By the way, huh?
1: Maybe she gave you some tickets because he's not going to be playing. You can sit with him, and watch the game. <laughs> uh, anyway, second place comes from our man Drew Locke. If you were starting Drew Locke in your fantasy football finals, how the hell did uh, you he get did there? Up in week sixteen as well, uh, but he shows up week seventeen. Uh, hit a one-yard touchdown pass to Troy Fumagalli. Who? I don't know. I thought it was like a Yukon Denali. I had to check it twice. Uh, It turns out Fumagali, Fumagali, Fuma Fuma from from somewhere that doesn't play football. Anyway, (laughs) uh, fantasy-relevant touchdown number two. And your winner, week 17, last regular season game, your fantasy-relevant touchdown of the week is running back Jonathan Ward, in in, in uh, Arizona, Jonathan Ward, running back, uh, received a touchdown pass from Chris Streveler. I have no idea who that is. His mother doesn't know who he is, but you know what? She does now because he's your fantasy irrelevant touchdown of the week for week seventeen.
0: Who the hell is this?
1: That one baffled me. I saw it. I'm like, what the heck did what I? What
0: just, just happened?
1: Those guys scored. <laughs> all the stars on the Arizona I mean I get it that like you know Kyler Murray didn't play an entire game but like how they have like 90 receivers
0: yeah just they threw it to them guys yeah, just unbelievable just unbelievable all right Sean uh let, let's start the, the, this college football um playoff discussion um with just a little bit of thoughts of, of what happened uh this past weekend. Um, and we, we talked about some of these like stupid hot takes earlier. Um, and I'm going to kick it off, uh, with the, the, the first of the games. And that was of course the Rose bowl. Anybody that wants to, to, to bring in this hot take about how Notre Dame didn't belong in the playoff, uh, because they, 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 they got smoked by Alabama, uh, is absurd. Like for, for starters, and I'm not just trying to, Pat my own team on the back here. Notre Dame held Alabama to its lowest lowest point total in like two years. Like, yeah,
1: since they lost the title game, right? I think like that was the last time they scored less than thirty five.
0: Like yeah, like Alabama, like no, Notre Dame's defense absolutely did the job. And yes, Notre Dame's offense did not, except
1: on the scoring plays. Those, well, those well, except pretty, the.
0: But we, we said it last week that, that if Notre Dame was going to even have a chance in this game, it was going to fall on the offense. And the mm-hmm. offense, they, they struggled. Ian Book, unfortunately, over his last two games was Ian Book. <laughs> and yeah, don't get me wrong, was. winning his quarterback in Notre Dame history, he's, he's put up stats. But, like, Ian Book is, is only ever been what he's always been, and, and, and that's the unfortunate legacy to me for Ian Book at Notre Dame is is he never is he never went above what I always assumed that he was and in 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 the final two games in the biggest two games of his career uh they sh- he was brilliant in that first game against Clemson uh unfortunately couldn't get it done but like look at what te- Texas A&M had to come from behind to beat a North Carolina team that was missing a lot of its key players because yeah, of opt-outs thing and things like that. like that,
1: game. like North Carolina is a legitimate opponent, but they were not all there.
0: They were not the North Carolina team that Notre Dame no. throttled. By the way,
1: yeah, no, it was not, and and Notre Dame did struggle in that game early. Yes, like it was, they're a good team. North Carolina's got a lot of good. It looks like this coaching staff of this program's got a bright future, but but they were not all healthy. No, for this game against A&M.
0: So like so, it, to, yeah. it, Notre Dame belonged there, I, I, regardless of what happened. Um, you know, honest to God, like I won't, I won't lie. I stopped watching because I'm like, I'm, I, I don't need to. See, I've seen this before. I don't need to see it anymore.
1: Well, Notre Dame got it. Um, I don't want to say close, but they got it competitive in the second half. There they was a did. Point where I was like, you know what? If we go down and score here, you know, it, all of a sudden it's like a, it's like a one or one and a half score game. We're like right in this. And then, of course, it was like, you know, three and out or, or make our own mistake. Yeah, the you know, offense There was a just... the deep ball interception that that was a quick swing, uh, you know, where you were going in to score, lost those points, gave up a quick score the other way. I, I It was unfortunate to watch. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it just came down to me, the difference. It, it, it's... Well, and I got into a, a couple of spats online uh, with folks that like you know, were doing the hype and... Uh, oh, the classic like, oh Notre Dame gets smoked in bowls, or Notre Dame had no business being there, or they're just proof that the BCS is about money. And I'm like, really? Ohio State gets in with six wins, and you're telling me that oh Notre Dame is that the is reason Notre Dame's
0: that, the reason it's about money?
1: Ohio, the other three teams in there carry just. I mean, do they have as much in in, in the history of college football? Maybe Alabama does, but the other two are like this this riding this money train uh, that Ohio State and Clemson do. The
0: Big Ten had to change their rules yeah. basically to get Ohio State into this game. Even give them a shot. Big Don't Ten tell me that Notre rules. Dame's the only money line in this. In the Big this.
1: Ten changed their rules because of money. College football broke probably, you know, arguably one of their rules because of money. If not having a conference title game means that you didn't play enough games, then not playing enough games should mean that you didn't play enough Precisely. games. Precisely. But um, but that's that's a whole separate point. But I got into these spats, and in in every single one of them, it was oh well, they got like they're never compete and blah blah blah. And I just kept repeating the same like, well, who are you putting it? Because I wanted to know who I'm arguing against, right? And three of the four wouldn't even name a team, like they wouldn't even. They were like, well, I mean, maybe a and m or maybe so. I'm like a and m. You're going to put AM and m in the team play that Alabama. The team that
0: got more than doubled up by Alabama, that A&M I mean, team? their only
1: real contested game of the year. Right. Like, you know, it, they didn't put up a good showing. I'm like, so you can't argue that. And I finally got one to tell me that Georgia, based on strength of schedule.
0: Oh, for Christ's sake.
1: Like, Georgia – and I saw this. Georgia, on, on paper, played, like, the third or fourth hardest schedule in the country. And I looked them in the face. And I'm like, well, yeah, they did. And the two hardest pieces of that – they lost to. They got their
0: asses kicked.
1: Whereas Notre Dame, who by the way, on both of those lists came in seventh. <laughs> like, it's not like they were in like
0: They're right. They weren't. 20, they weren't like ninetieth like, on on the like, Notre days. Dame
1: had a tough. I'm like the difference is is Notre Dame. Notre Dame has first of all one less loss, and second of all beat a top five team. So like, be the
0: number one team in the country
1: at the time. Yeah, at but the I mean, time. Just at the end of the season, sure. you're like top five team. You know but yeah I don't know I, I think um I think Notre Dame the 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 proof in the pudding is that and what I'm trying to tell you is anybody that came at me personally didn't have an argument no I think there's they they never arguments do for, and there's more arguments for teams over Ohio State now did Ohio State come in and prove like hey you know what like you know F you guys look what we did but, yeah they did like and and based on that was never an issue I was never questioning Ohio State's talent level and no, ability to play with no, no, other no. teams.
0: We'll get it to yeah. Just, we'll talk it, about them.
1: Well, we'll talk about them in a minute. As far as Notre Dame goes, the track record was there. Uh, it, it's just unfortunately for Notre Dame, and I don't know if it's still an academic issue. I don't know if it's still something else. Notre Dame is continuing, and the reason they keep showing up is because they're continuing year after year or every other year, showing that they are better than the other teams vying for that
0: fourth right. or third playoff right. spot.
1: But there is still an enormous gap. Between that fourth or fifth spot in the country and one and two,
0: yes, yeah,
1: there is there but is an the deal. There was there was right three
0: now. Power Five teams that went undefeated this year. Alabama went eleven and zero. Notre Dame went ten and zero. Ohio State went six and zero. That's it. Like, how how do you not? How do you not put them in? It's not about yeah, money. Games it's about regi- and and again. The, the the team that they one of the teams that they beat along the way was a top fifteen North Carolina team. One of those teams they beat along the way was at the time number one in the country, Clemson. The, the, the resume is stronger than anybody else behind them. It's better than Texas A and M's. It was better than Oklahoma's. It was I better think it's than better Cincinnati's. Than Ohio State's. The resume absolutely is better than Ohio State's. They only Ohio and and. I'm not faulting Ohio State for only playing six games. I'm not. So we'll transition to that. Because I've said all along that I thought Ohio State was one of the best four teams in the country. My issue with Ohio State was number of games. Not their fault. And they proved this weekend, obviously, in the Sugar Bowl, that they belonged in this top four. I never questioned their resume. So there's a lot of Ohio State fans out there, and I know a lot of more of it is is shots at. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I loved Dabo Swinney M- be made to look like an absolute freaking oh moron, because that mean, guy that guy is the most pretentious prick.
1: It's insane.
0: He is the absolute worst. Like I hate Nick Saban because he's that good. I hate Dabo Sweeney because he's an right. asshole. Nick Saban
1: is the New York Yankees, right? Like Nick Saban is the like God fucking stop winning, just stop Yankees. being good, right? Whereas Dabo Sweeney's that like guy that's like, yeah, my dad can be your dad, like I, shut up. I he saw a, no God, way to find the answer. This I saw a
0: great tweet. It said like, remember how Alabama spent two weeks just trying to delegitimize Notre Dame? No, Nick Saban spent two weeks figuring out how to kick Notre Dame's ass. Dabo Swinney spent two weeks talking about how great they were and how Ohio State didn't belong there. And when it it seemed, by the way,
1: if you're doing that leading up to the rankings, like if you're one, like if you were Ohio State trying to sell yourself to get in, maybe once the top four is that, who are you selling yourself to?
0: Right. Like, why are you justifying the fact that you put Ohio State at 11? Like.
1: Like, you know what I'd like to do? I'd just like to hand the other team locker room material. Because in right, college, locker room stupid. material works a lot better than the NFL. Exactly.
0: Because, you know, and, and because when your dad was winning, you're telling your kids in your locker room that you are infinitely better than the team you're playing against. So you don't you even put, have to try. Right. You have already put yourself, basically, in the college football playoff national title game. Where in Columbus, they're going, we're going to kick this team in the they're mouth. Not like a damn minute and they absolutely – there was a quarter in that game where Ohio State outscored Clemson 21 to nothing.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Fields – don't even. me wrong, I don't think Fields did enough to usurp uh, from an NFL draft Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. Well, what he did was got himself into the conversation for pick number two.
0: For the New York Jets, absolutely.
1: Which is hilarious, which, by the way, when you look at the last three quarterbacks drafted out of Ohio State, not a very strong record. Yet. Yikes! It is not great. <laughs> they are guys that come in with a lot of promise. One of them, them just got and-
0: released two weeks ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just got released. Another one lost his job when the XFL folded. It's, it, it's not. It's, it hasn't been the strongest run. As, think, far as I don't your think. Eyes I don't think
0: Fields is going to be that great in the NFL. I don't. He, he might ha- not be. But, he hasn't been that, that great be in college, but he was this week.
1: But the most New York Jets thing in the world would not be simply winning and losing your pick at Trevor Lawrence. It would be getting locked into the proverbial second pick only to have the first quarterback turn out phenomenal and your quarterback turn out like Sam Darnold.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Um, But like I said, Ohio State belonged there. They proved it. Um, It was never a question of are they good enough. It was a question of resume.
1: It was, yeah and it was a question in a sport where resumes have proven and, and have honest to God I'm
0: more I'm more I'm more mad at this point that Notre Dame ended up four because they're I not, thought their resume was stronger because you yeah, put Notre wanted, Dame I against Clemson. what Clemson was this past week and maybe Clemson prepares different if they're playing Notre Dame again but you put you put Notre Dame against what that, that Clemson team that showed up this week and Notre Dame might be in the national championship game
1: could be only but, to get, but only no, get beat
0: by not. either Ohio State or Alabama. So, right. um, let's talk about that game, Sean. Um, against the spread this last week, I went two and four, 35 and twenty-nine overall. You went four and two, 40 and twenty-four overall. So, regardless of what happens in this one, you are going to win the college football season. Um, but Monday night, eight o'clock on the ESPN networks again. You know they have all that bonus coverage Thank you very and. Much crazy channels uh yeah let's let's give you i'll give you a little bit let me uh where is it let me no, we did it!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, espn family and networks that you know espn is the main channel then of course you have all that extra stuff uh, like espn2 espnu all that stuff um Number three, Ohio State. Is there gonna
1: be a Dabo Sweeney cam of him watching the game from home? Because I'll I fucking hope
0: I'd actually pay money for that.
1: I would pay pay per view.
0: I'd pay money that I quite frankly I can't afford at this point, but I would pay it.
1: Pay it just to watch him cry and complain and make excuses the entire three hours
0: would be amazing. Uh, Of course, with no mask on either. Uh, Number three, Ohio State. 7-0, Seven and oh. they uh, are playing. Of course, number one Alabama, twelve and a a seven point favorite is the uh, the, the Crimson Tide. Seventy five is your over under mark in the College Football Playoff National Championship defense, game. Defense, defense, defense. God, um, that that number is just absurd. Um, hmm. Uh, I I think Ohio State's going to cover the seven. I don't think this is going to be a blowout either way. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm going with the over. I think it is just going to be uh, an offensive showcase as it has been. Uh, it may come down to who has the ball last. Um, but, I, you know, it, it, it feels weird to even say this, but, like, is Ryan Day a better coach for this Ohio State team than Urban Meyer was? And it feels like really odd to say that because Urban Meyer was really good. But for some reason, maybe it's just this year and the stars aligned and Ohio State, they were one of the the, the, the teams and, and the people that really pushed to get this season on the field. I don't know. But but Ryan Day, as much as I don't like the guy, I think he's kind of a prick too. Um, but he he has his team behind him. And uh, so, so do I think Ohio State can win this game? I absolutely do. Uh, I'm tired of either of these teams being near the top. I will not be watching this game, or at least not much of it. I'll be watching Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm going to Ohio State to cover, and I'm taking the over.
1: Uh, by the way, ironically, we we talked the whole uh, season about how we didn't blame Ohio State. It wasn't, you know, they weren't getting canceled because of their own. Uh, they have so many COVID-19 cases right now. This game is being considered being delayed an entire week uh, because of Ohio State currently being um just just mauled with uh they're looking at a, a previously established January 18th makeup date uh as an opportunity to play the game uh, cuz they have too many um too many covid cases i say let them play
0: wait <laughs> i think up. i think nick saban's daughter had uh had tweeted that that uh, that ohio state was just afraid to play them yeah.
1: well that was stupid
0: right <laughs> like,
1: right. didn't you learn uh, from I'm, I'm, Dabo not to poke way, the
0: bear? Either
1: way, this weekend, next weekend, I am Bama, Bama, Bama. Uh, I am, I am Roll Todd. Uh, I, I think this has all the makings of the last time that we got um, beat by Clemson. Uh, and everybody thought we didn't belong. the another name didn't belong there. And Clemson went to play Alabama and steamrolled Alabama. And I feel like uh, Ohio State had to do something to prove they belong there. I feel like they've already done it. Uh, I don't think they're going to sit back and and, and and chill out and just let Alabama roll all over them. But there's only so much you can do. I think Alabama's a more complete team, top to bottom. I think they have a better overall offense. They have the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, just announced a few hours ago, uh, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, and wins the quarterbacks award of the Heisman Trophy. First uh, wide first
0: receiver since Desmond Howard. Since I think
1: Desmond Howard in nineteen ninety one.
0: Good, uh, good call there. Um, but uh,
1: good for him. I'm, I'm excited to see a position. First non quarterback
0: since Derrick Henry five years ago.
1: Yeah, who is one of only. Th- of, can you believe the Alabama has three Heisman Trophy winners? Like I think a- it's only three ever. Ever no. Let's see. Uh he joins Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry as the only Alabama players how to the win the fu- Heisman How does that trophy happen? So you mean,
0: you mean to
1: tell me no one before even in the
0: Bear Bryant era, nobody won a, a Heisman for Alabama? Mark-
1: What's amazing is both of their previous winners still play in the NFL. Jesus. One runs at a high level, the other one watches his teammates run at a high level. <laughs> um but either way, um Good for him. Good for Alabama. Uh, I, I like. I like Alabama to cover that point. Um, uh, cover the seven points. Uh, I think it's. I, I, it's got to go over, right? Uh, it has to. This, this this has shootout written all over it. However, I'm going to take the under. I, I feel like this what? is a trap. I feel like it's a trap. I feel like Alabama is going to play enough defense. I think Ohio State's going to come out sluggish, whether they don't have enough players to play or. Whether I question the health
0: of Justin Fields. I like. I don't know what internal damage got done on that hit, which, by the way, should not have been targeting. Um,
1: Do you think that that hit caused him to have a COVID case?
0: Uh possibly. Like, like he's 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 got like, like a spleen injury that would annoy the
1: crap out of me. Is if like years down the line we find out that the COVID cases Oh, the ESPN were really good, E60 like, on field. this
0: team is going to be fantastic.
1: We need fields <laughs> to be on the field. Uh, no, I I think uh, from what I saw, Alabama's defense and. I just, I just don't know. Alabama's offense just – I'm not saying Ohio State has no weapons, but Alabama's offense has NFL caliber they players. They have three at every Heisman Trophy
0: race. finalists, by the way. Yes. Three of three them. Three of them.
1: And <laughs> um, any one of them could catch a ball at any given time.
0: It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs>
1: so I um, – You got Bama. <laughs> I got Bama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll uh, Tide. Uh, I like this uh, the whole way through. The one thing that does scare me – is much like uh, Sweeney had – he didn't have um, Ohio State at 11th, but uh, Nick Saban's poll did have Ohio State out of the top four. Just throwing that out there. He, his his coach's poll, final coach's poll vote, uh, did not have Ohio State in the top four. So he also feels Ohio State doesn't belong um, – I don't know if that affects the second game as much as the first one. But.
0: Probably not. All right, Sean, finally, let, let, let's close up here. And, and this is something that um, you know, the NHL season starts next week. But it, it, it's been popping up. For the first time ever, uh, the NHL has sold, teams have sold uh corporate sponsors for helmet stickers instead of team logos on the helmets. Um, and then just today, the NHL announced Uh, that has sold naming rights for its four divisions for the first time in history. Uh, Its teams will play in the Scotia NHL North Division, the Honda NHL West Division, the Discover NHL Central Division, and the Mass Mutual NHL East Division during the 2021 season, which runs 56 games, begins, of course, next Wednesday night. Uh, An NHL source told ESPN that the selling of the naming rights to division is viewed internally as a one-year only uh, campaign a, a lot of nhl fans uh, are afraid that uh, this will become a, a a common theme um the the the, the nhl um the, the, like i know the capitals have the capital 1 is the helmet sponsor for the year P- uh, the penguins are ppg um look the the, the fear for nhl teams and, and i can understand the fear to a degree if you look at european hockey their uniforms are literally a skating billboard. Their ice is covered in ads. Um, but here's the thing: what people fail to realize is those leagues wouldn't and those teams would not survive without corporate sponsor. Without all of that sponsorship, the NHL will survive. However, last year they had a COVID shortened season. This year they're having a COVID shortened season. And the, the the biggest difference with the NHL versus all these other leagues, the NHL operates at a game game per game basis at a higher cost than any other of the major four sports. Oh, sure. And they also operate at a less revenue of the other major four sports because there's Correct. less money from sponsorship. There's less money uh, from like tickets and TV revenue because it is the you know the least watched of the big four so these, the the last last season and this season are hitting the nhl harder than any other of the major four sports so selling a logo on a helmet which is barely noticeable by the way Good. like like capitals like capital now some will be different than others because like the penguins the ppg logo is blue so that will stand out a little bit more on a penguins white or black helmet than the capital 1 logo which is white and red on a capitals helmet but like I saw a great tweet from a Hershey Bears writer, and a couple of years ago, the Hershey Bears started wearing, I think it was the the, the PA Blue Cross logo on their helmet, which had already been on their jersey, but he goes, "I, I dare any of you to tell me what year they started wearing the Blue Cross logo on their helmet and when they started wearing it on their jerseys, and nobody had a response. Because it is that small. And if it's one, you're barely going to notice it. And to me, I look at it like this. Am I getting a hockey season this year? Yes. So by all means, put a logo on the helmet. Put a logo on, uh, you know, on on the damn division. What the hell does it matter if there's a... White Umbro
1: across their ass. I don't don't
0: care. care. Like, do I want the NHL to become like the European leagues? No. And it's never going to happen. It just isn't. Look at the
1: bright side. None of your teams got sponsored by Victoria's Secret. Nobody (laughs) has to wear Juicy across the back of their uniform. (laughs) It's fine. Look, I say, well done to the NHL. Exactly. Because, like you said, the shortened seasons, everything else, lack of revenue. Not to mention the overhead. Like, I mean, these rosters aren't small. I know there's like people look at the number of guys on. And they're going to do
0: two outdoor games in Tahoe. You think those are going to happen on the cheap? Absolutely not.
1: Now Tahoe in February is colder than people think like they hear. Sure. The bottom, but you, you still got to not yeah. in the desert. It's in a mountain. Uh, it should be fairly cold at the time, but um, either way, um, I say props to him. I mean, this is a, like you said, it's a, it's a league that struggled with revenue um, historically anyway, even before any of this happened. Uh, so to not have fans in the stands is, is uh, excruciating for them. Um I would like to see – I mean, I think you're going to see some kind of bubble at the end of this. But it's one of the reasons for a shortened season is just, you know, unless you're going to limit the number of ice surfaces they have to be responsible for, it becomes very costly. And so, you know, I I just – you know, I don't really see, you know, people talk about – the number one sport in the world is uh, international soccer. And when you look at a team – I mean, I remember growing up and being like, Oh, Manchester United or like well, and then you see their uniforms and it's like United Emirates and you're like what is that is that right. the team name? You know, does it affect anyone from watching soccer? No. No. When that sponsor changes and their uniforms change colors, do people stop following the team? No. no. Because they love the sport, they love their team, they love their city and they're not going anywhere. And your hardcore hockey fans are going to complain out there, ass about this all they want. The NBA dealt with it a few years ago.
0: Right. The they, NBA, have, they have a sponsor the on their with, jerseys.
1: Maybe in a few years is, is going to be the – it's the one sport that has a chance to challenge the NFL as the cash cow in American sports. Right. And and they're selling themselves.
0: Yeah, they have StubHub on what the Sixers uniforms. I think it's StubHub. Yeah, hub. every,
1: every – I mean, if if, if if some companies, like, we'll give you $4 billion to put our logo on every team's jersey, the NBA be like, yep.
0: And here's the thing, too, that people that, that hockey fans are failing to realize is the salary caps are based on revenue. So, yes. like, I'm, I'm sitting which
1: here. I, I, which is what I alluded to during the uh, Eagles like, conversation. Like, earlier, I'm sitting NFL
0: here Eagles. as a Washington Capitals yeah. fan knowing this is the last year that Alex Ovechkin is under contract with the Washington Capitals. Now, do I think Ovechkin is going to go play somewhere else? I do not. However, not. you have a lot of talent on that team, and you have you have T.J. Oshie under contract, you have Nicholas Backstrom, you have John Carlson, There you have Tom Wilson, you have a lot of big money contracts on that team. So if you want to make sure Alex Ovechkin does re-sign and only plays his NHL career in Washington, um, you better make sure you have some revenue to play around with. So by all means, sell what you need to sell. Make sure uh, Ovi stays in Washington.
1: I mean, as far as, you know, selling, you know, ice space, whatever else, like the league already has way more uh, ice surface covered with, um, with advertisements. We also live in an era where you can put digital advertisements over. Oh, they the do broad. it all the time. They're, 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 do it all the time. They're behind the so net.
0: I, Some of the board ads are, are, are You know, are And I'll digitized. tell you what, if it
1: came down to the league being like, I don't know if we can continue another five years or like, let's cover the entire surface in a Spectrum logo. Uh, Or like uh, the uh, NBC, like whatever. Sure, do what you got to do. Just keep my sport.
0: I I want, I want hockey. I want Um, my hockey. And
1: as far as naming the divisions, like who cares about that? Gives a shit. Their logo on your (laughs) ice somewhere. You know
0: what I'm not going to do is like hypothetically the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup this year. Am I going to give a flying shit if the Capitals' season was the Mass Mutual East Division or not? I couldn't care less. The Mass what? Mutual
1: Eastern Division champions. Great. If, awesome. If,
0: if the Capitals don't win the Stanley Cup, am I going to care that they didn't win the Mass Mutual East Division? Absolutely I not.
1: Say, not like they renamed the Stanley Cup.
0: Like, right. Exactly. Like
1: we sell the naming rights. Yeah, it turns out Stanley hasn't paid his
0: bill in a while. We're going to like... Here's the thing. Like you, if you, if you go... If you, when you go to the Hockey Hall of Fame, the, the, the backdrop for the Stanley Cup that you take a picture with has the SO logo on it, yep. which is a ga- I think a gas station in Canada. Yep. So even there, when you're taking the picture with the greatest trophy in sports, it says like SO Stanley cup, right. like yep. it just, it happens like it's okay. It's going to be okay. Right. Hockey fans. It's going to be so okay.
1: Sports are, sports are here to entertain us, but sports are also here to make some a few people, a lot of money and a lot of people, a little money. Uh, but it costs a lot to put these sports on. Teams got to do what they have to do. Leagues have to do what they have to. I have no problem. I, I'm with gonna it. I'm
0: gonna tell people this right now, and they may not want to hear it. the The Rams' new uniforms have a Los Angeles patch right here. That's gonna be a corporate ad in a couple sure of is. years. That's sure the is. first one. Like it's the first time I've ever seen a patch like that. Guess what? It's setting you up for an, in a couple of years. It's
1: testing whether anyone notices. Right. The patch.
0: The, like, the Dallas Cowboys practice uniforms have the AT&T logo on it. It's coming. The Ravens, I forget what theirs. Like, all the practice jerseys have them.
1: Well, Dallas could, like, pull it out and sell, like, they just get Texaco and just put a star right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But guess what? It's coming to the NFL. It's probably going to come to baseball.
1: Texicans. <laughs> there Texaco, you go. Texaco-sponsored Texicans. All right, Sean,
0: we're going to wrap this one up uh, this week, uh, let people know where they can uh, where they can follow you.
1: Yeah, yeah, check me out uh, at Sean Shine State. That's S-H-A-W-N, Sean Shine State. Uh, I did share the, uh, the the meme slash stat about the Andy Reid. If you want to go check that out, let me know if you did any research that I couldn't find uh, to prove it right or wrong. Uh, and always follow us. We can still talk about fantasy irrelevant touchdowns through the playoffs, even though fantasy's not going on. But hey, you enjoy sports from wherever you're watching, and I'll enjoy it down here for Tampa Bay, whether the Bucks win or lose. Uh, enjoy your hockey. We'll see you next week.
0: All right, yeah, we will talk to you next week where we will preview the NHL season and uh, and much more. And uh, make sure you're following me at Big Gym Sports, but follow the show. Subscribe to us, all podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and all of that. Uh, check out our home network, NGSC Sports, at NGSCSports.com. Follow the show on Facebook and Twitter, at Huddle Up Podcast, on Instagram, at Huddle Up Pod. And you'll hear from the sponsor, Arena Eats. Until next week, folks, stay safe, stay smart, and go... For the win, Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience at your favorite sports venue arena eats mobile app pre-order express pickup and in-seat delivery how do you place your order